You ready? Uh, yeah. We're... I think I'm ready. Okay. Not talk, that, not talk that good. hat, Mike. Talk good. Me talk good. Talk well. Talk good. Welcome to Curling Nation, Season 4, Episode 7. Popcorn giving you the mustard. We're down a man today. We're, we're down a man Craig's today. Craig's on it. Well, Craig's he's on not assignment. officially on assignment yet, but he's going to be on assignment tomorrow he's on, on assignment a plane to Switzerland. Making. So yeah, he's playing for the bull. He's, yeah. Uh, he's good luck. Good your, luck, Craig. It's your bull. <laughs> I got. It's got to anyway, be your bull. It's going to be your bull. You get a yeah. good look at a bull by going to a curling tournament, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna flesh that out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that. Uh, we have uh, Steve Empt coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great interview with him. Uh, yep. Super fun guy to talk, talk to. Uh, but before that, we are brought to you by Modus Financial. Uh, visit ModusCC.com for all your credit card processing and point of sale needs. If you have a small bit business or even a curly club or a big, big business, big business. Where, where you need a lot of point of sale stuff, um, visit ModusCC.com. Mason can get you set up. Um, also end game curling, uh, end game curling.com. Croy's got some good stuff out there. Uh, he's got a great travel broom. If you like to spiel, travel broom uh, he's dope. got a new, uh, smaller, um, the, the icon, the icon. It's called the icon. I don't think I can do that read off of, uh, off of memory, but I could probably get close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good. It's a good head. It's uh, smaller than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, more little, in line. A little with, bit lighter. A little bit uh, lighter and more yeah, in line with like the competitive play. Uh, he's got world fat, fat fabric as well as uh, stand, standard fabric. Uh, economical broom head replacement. All you got to do is change out the fabric. Yep. That's uh, great. Visit endgamecurling.com. All right. Um, so we're talking to Steve Empton in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's going to tell us about his the uh, world wheelchair curling team, U.S. Yeah. team. Uh, I have I have something that we didn't discuss that I would like to discuss. Okay, I follow some curling things on the face space. Mm-hmm. I have seen eight million eight enders this year. Like there have been a couple, so yeah. many. What is going on? Why? The eight under is all of us. I I bet there have been at least twenty eight enders that I've seen this year. Yeah, where are I, these fields and how can I don't, get there? I don't know. Like they just they they pop up like at least one a week. At least I have no idea what's going on and how people aren't are just the amount of eight enders I've seen this year is off the charts. Unbelievable. I don't know what's going on. I don't. Uh, maybe, I've never even. Maybe they're getting on social media more. I have no maybe. idea. I don't know. I, maybe. Maybe it's just because this. Maybe because my Facebook is stupid and all I see is like. Curling these, stuff. It's curling stuff. I mean, not that I don't like curling you stuff. You click on but, one 800 dude, pi- I, picture. Yeah, one 800 picture. And now I get all the 800 pictures. I don't, I don't know. The number that I've seen has been bananas. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Something that is. From what I was told, statistically less likely than a hole in one, and I definitely saw a lot fewer of those. Uh, 
last season than. Have you gotten eight? I have an eight under or a hole in one. Eight under. No. I don't care about golf. I know. I have a. Ho- I've, I do have one hole in one though. So suck okay. it, Joel. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, no. Uh, I was close to giving up one at mm-hmm. Wausau Men's a couple of years ago against Jeff Goodland, and I was like, nah, no chance. Like I. I threw something, something hard. I threw something hard to try and like pile. roll into a pile. I was like, "Oh, it's it's there," and I like I had to throw it really hard to try and make a triple or a quad or something. And I I might have taken one out. Uh, and I and I went down. And I, the guys that were in the on on his team like waiting in the hack for him to throw. I was just I was just like, "Sorry," and they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Just look at how many are still in the house. And they look and oh. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there is no way we were giving up an eight. <laughs> I've gotten close to that though. Yeah, you, Give, to giving up an eight or or yeah, getting an eight. Yeah, giving up. I had to make a, I had to make a four foot draw, no backing. Couldn't even make a hit. Like there was there was shit everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Hmm. But I made it. You made it. Got nice. seven. That was rough. There you go. Uh. There anyway, you go. uh, some updates. Um, yeah. U18 champ, champ, championship. Yeah. Finished up. Team, so, he, team Hebert won for the boys. That was out in Rock Creek, I think. It was. Uh, friend of the show, Pep. Oh, coach yeah. of that. Was coach of Team Hebert. Coach of that team. Yeah. And Team, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. I'm sorry. Pekowitz. Pekowitz. Uh, it could be. It could be Pekowitz. It could be Pekovich. Uh, apologies for the pronunciation, yeah. but apologies I don't if, know. Apologies if you listen to the show. Uh, uh, but congratulations to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there? That's just a national. Nationals. That's does, just national thing. There, there's anywhere. no worlds for that, right? As far as I know, there's no worlds for it. Okay, got it. Um, men's and women's are coming. Men's and women's nationals are coming up in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yep. At the <clears throat> American Dream Mall. I don't know. Something? We we discussed this. It, it's at a shopping mall. A little bit, yeah. Interesting. Um, flashbacks I'm, to like a '90s movie. Just you know, I don't, I don't even have a good '90s movie, but like at the mall. Do I need to like go shopping for a jean jet jacket to get and wear to the mall? Yes. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should have a jean. Time to grow a mall. You should, uh, you should have a jean. You should get a jean jacket and put our logo on it and wear it. <laughs> <laughs> wear it around nationals <laughs> or, nice. or Don't. no no what you should do is you should get a jean jacket and have it airbrushed with our logo Ooh. now we're talking 90s Boom. we'll have to see if that's Go. in the bu- bu- <laughs> budget for the show because right now i think mean, mean, beer and alcohol is take, taking right up yeah most yeah of it. uh yes nice so yeah oh that would be great um cool yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, last thing I got, uh, Matt Tums and I can, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. St- uh, Oyuna Ranchmeg. Ranchmeg? S- something like that. Ranchmeg. Apologies something, for that pronunciation yeah. as well. Uh, they won. We should have asked. We should have asked. We should have asked. Yeah, he, I mean, he rattled that off like it was nothing. And I was just like, yep. Mm-hmm. Her. Uh, they won mixed doubles net in Nationals, so they're going to Worlds. Uh, also in Korea. For some reason. That's awesome. They beat Steve. You probably didn't want to talk about him anyway. I didn't like bring those rotten people that 
like rotten teammates of them. Teammates of mine beat me in doubles. Oh well, that's fine. Yeah. Um, we yeah. did the double down. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, it was fun pushing buttons. Yeah, you pushed a lot of buttons. I think. I you, think a lot of people. A lot of people enjoyed your production. I think you did a good job. I think you did a good so. job on the air too. Well, thank you. Talking, um, talking not nonsense and stuff. I yeah, I tried to talk a little sense and a lot of nonsense because I think we had a lot of curlers well, watching. Yeah, but, well, the way I look at it, it's like uh, who's watching curling on the internet? Curlers. Correct. So I didn't have to explain don't, a whole lot. Don't explain uh, a lot. What I do want to say is uh, I got to have a beer and orange juice with Laura Walker. We did. And it was awesome. I was there. Was, I was I was very excited was for good. it. Laura and Kirk. Uh, and we all sat yeah. down with... Who else was sitting there? Um, Kirk's, um, girlfriend, Kirk's girlfriend. Who the is lead. the lead for Team Pets. Yep. And then the Z Germans. The Germans was were there. there. Yep. Uh, Claudius and Amira, and they were wonderful. It was great. Uh, sitting, just sitting around and chatting with um, those folks. So and they I couldn't had, have been nicer. I had one with you guys. I didn't know the ratios of it. Is it like, is it half and half? We did about two thirds and a third. Is is kind of what we just what we determined. Two, and two, it was two thirds beer. Two thirds beer. One third, one third orange juice. Uh, the base of ours was. Pabst Blue Ribbon, so something so, light, uh, yeah, ish. a white, you know, not lager. not yeah, lager. Uh, it was it was not putting a stout in there. No, no. Um, Laura Laura asked what I thought about it. And I was like, this this is good. I said I told her I believe the exact words I used is this will go in my toolbox of morning beverages. So get to the mm -hmm. golf course. Maybe I'm not feeling a screw up. Maybe I'm not feeling a. Uh, you know, Bloody Mary. I'm gonna, I'm maybe I'm just gonna have ask the, the woman at the bar for a beer and orange juice, and she'll probably look at me weird and be like, "Give me two thirds and a third. And she'll be like, "All right." Uh, so I think I'm always ready for a screw up. Yeah. Uh. So you know that that was fun. I also want to thank them. There, I want all the teams that came. Great. Everybody was super nice. Uh. Kirk and Laura were our were ended the year at number one in the world, are number two currently, and they chose to come to Madison. Yep. Like that is a well, all the other teams are going somewhere else. Yeah, I mean they they could have gone to Banff, which is beautiful. They could have gone to Nova Scotia, which is a new event in, in this like double slam series. But the number two team in the world, like the number one team in North America, chose to come to Madison, and I think that's. Pretty awesome, and big thanks to you know, Croy Nurnberger and Stephen Track and M Lowe for slapping that thing together, and Adriana for running the kitchen. It's a lot of work. Uh, it, the, I mean, Smitty came on the broadcast and was very complimentary. So if you're a mixed doubles team and you want to play competitive, come to the Madtown Double Down next year. Or uh, if, if you just want to come down and have fun. If you're on come the rec side, the come for the Mantau Double Down. It's a pretty awesome event to like sing karaoke with John Morris on Saturday night. Like, pretty dope. So, and Cat Schneider and Megan Walker, great team, came from all parts of Canada. The Germans, who I think live mm -hmm. in Canada, came down. Like, great, awesome. You know, nothing 
not taking anything away from the USA teams that came. You know, we had teams from Denver and Nash, Vegas, and Charlotte. Colorado. Colorado, yeah, Denver. Denver. Oh, they're the Colorados, yeah. Yeah, that's Colorado. Uh, uh, Utah? Yeah, yeah, Ogden, Utah, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like, and a lot of awesome. A- a Thanks lot for of flying the- in. We loved having you. A lot of the Hope. HP teams were there as well. Yeah, all the HP teams. But so. just, like, when the number two team in the world, number one team in North America decides to come to your event, like, that was pretty cool. I thought that was great. Yep. And Thanks. I got to have a beer and orange juice with them, so even better. Yep. All right. Sorry. All right. Didn't uh, let, ramble on there. Let's get to Steve. All right. We got a great guest today. Uh, straight from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, he is a 10-time uh, champion. A two-time U.S. champion. What's that? 10-time U.S. champion. 10-time U.S. champion. A two-time para-Olympian. Our first para-Olympian. I'm excited for this. Welcome to the show, Steve Empt. Did I say that right? Empt? Yes, you did. Yes. Thank you for having me on, gentlemen. Yeah, about time we got a Paralympian on here. Let's do this. That's right. Damn right. That's right. I'm excited. And you got some great pipes, man. I lo- you've got a great voice. Yeah. I've talked to you a couple times in person and you're like, man, all-time pipes out of this guy. I got, I got the face for radio. That's what I've been told. <laughs> you and me both, yeah. buddy. You yep. and me both. Uh, face <laughs> for radio, voice for print, and that's, that's why we're on the internet, because nobody cares. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you are a you are a, are a, a wheelchair curler. Is that, is that what we, yes? That's okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah we're a Paralympian wheelchair curler adapted curler but yeah we, we go by wheelchair curler for sure. wheelchair curler all right uh how how did this sport find you or how did you find this sport i got i got stalked into the sport uh um, i was yeah I'm, I'm originally from the east coast i just moved out here to wisconsin about six months ago okay uh to come out here to the wonderful midwest and 30 below and snow and all that it is right now it is awful right now it is it is disgusting it's bullshit outside it It is bullshit it is bullshit outside (laughs) yeah (laughs) so but i'm yeah so i'm originally from the east coast so uh you know one weekend uh summer of 2014 i was i went up to cape cod massachusetts all by myself and i just i'm hanging out and i parked my truck and pushed to this bakery get something to eat this gentleman comes around the corner you know, he was an Italian looking guy and I, you know, I don't want to stereotype here, but his hair was slicked back and, you know, he just looked, he just looked mean, you know, he looked like a tough guy. Yeah. And he comes up to me and says, uh, yes, you know, excuse me, are you local? I said, no, I'm, I'm from Connecticut. I'm, you know, two and a half hours away. And there was about 10 seconds of silence between us. And I'm, I'm looking at him and he's smiling when he's, and I'm like thinking, <laughs> myself, All right, I'm dead. like, I'm getting like, I'm, I'm, I'm like planting my root off the pier into the ocean in my wheelchair to get away from this problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finally, I said to him, "Do you mind asking why you at? Well, you mind telling me why you asked that?" He said, "Well, I trained with the Paralympic curling team here on the Cape. I saw you pushing up the hill back there with your build. I can make you into an Olympian in a year." And I'm like, "What the hell's curling? And where do I sign up?" You know, I, I mean, I'm like, I, <laughs> nice. You know, Let's do this. Uh, fortunately, his wife came around the corner, and we, so the three of us sat there. He explained the whole sport to me, and I was a young sport, and how you know this. 
opportunity for me to travel the world and represent the USA and Paralympics. And man, I just, I was pumped. I was thinking about all the way home. Got home, I Googled it. I went back like two weeks later. I tried it for the first time at Cape Cod Curling Club. And it just, you know, you know the sport. It just, all, it just bit yeah. me right away. Yep. A few, the fire was right there. And it's just, man, this is something I want to do. So, but yeah, man, I, literally I got stalked into the sport. And uh, that man that stalked me was Tony Colaccio. He is uh, unfortunately no longer with us, but he was one of the coaches on a Paralympic team. Okay. Incredible being. And, you know, you talk about how, you know, how things happen and why do things happen in the world? You know, he was just driving down the road and he saw me got and it. he got hmm. out and he walked around Woods Hole, you know, Cape Cod, Massachusetts for 45 minutes until he found me. So oh, crazy. God. I think <laughs> here I am now and just living a dream and honored and blessed to be able to do what I do. So yeah, I got stalked and, and, uh, funny in my book i have a book out on amazon and when i when it came out his wife was like can you you know do you think you can stop referring to tony you know my my former husband as a stalker i can't, <laughs> I can't. you know what i'm saying like, tony's a stalker like we we'd we'll be, we'd be in like bratislava somewhere and he's going up and hugging all these local people and talk he's a stalker sorry sorry he's a stalker <laughs> i got stalked at this point so glad i did well, if the uh, white windowless van fits, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess it's fine. But free candy, right? Right on the side, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, free candy, candy, free puppies, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Had were um, were you active in any other sports leading up to like getting hooked on curling or? You know, you know, you know a curling came came along in my life perfect. I I had my crash and. 1995 for 17 years after that i tried a bunch of different adaptive sports tennis basketball i did a bunch of marathons in my hand cycle that's that's nuts any runners you got out there in the audience i mean god bless you 20 26 miles i mean ooh, i'm never that's nuts yep. but um mr really... uh, iron man over I've, here i've done, done the iron man five times so oh well whoo, all right there you go. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm talking about i want um, to be a part of that no no i'm good with that Right. So, yeah, nothing ever fit. So once this, you know, curling came along, it just everything I love in life is in this sport of curling. So, just bit me, and man, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Nice. Uh, you you said you had a crash in '95. So you this was. Uh, I I mean, there's no there's no easy way around it. Can you like explain what happened? Can you? Oh, I, yeah, I got no problem with it for sure. Uh, I was 25 years old at the time, and I was a drunk driver. And I went out, you know, partying up at the bars with a couple buddies, and it got out of hand pretty quick. And I tried to drive home, and it obviously didn't make it. It was a very bad automobile crash, and I call it a crash because it wasn't an accident. It was, I, I had a decision to make, and I made a terrible decision to try to drive home after drinking. And uh, two o'clock in the morning, rolled my pickup truck about 75 yards down the highway. Oh. Doing about 85 miles an hour and thrown from the vehicle. And I was I was going down the drain. Unfortunately, just, again, a police officer just happened to be driving the other way on the highway at 2 o'clock in the morning in Connecticut and saw my truck down in the ditch. Yeah. Turned around and, and, you know, got the lifestyle helicopter there. And they saved my life. And I'm lucky to be alive today. So, yeah, no, it was, it was a bad decision on my part. A lot of good things have come out of it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a public speaker now. I travel around the country and I speak to, to high schools about the dangers of drinking and driving and, mm -hmm. and corporate and whatnot. So, you know, I, I made a terrible decision. And I just want to, you know, continue 
to educate others and motivate others to make good decisions in their life and, and not do stupid things. And I had everything going for me, guys. I mean, I was I was an All-American high school athlete, soccer, basketball, baseball. I was I played basketball at the University of Connecticut before my crash. And I went to West Point. And, you know, all, I mean, I was, I was ready to take on the world. It would be a terrible decision. Completely and literally flipped it upside down. So that's, yeah, that, that's my story there. And, and I stick to it. <laughs> yeah well that's yeah, i mean that's that's uh i mean pretty it's heavy stuff but the way you talk about it is uh certainly it, i mean you could like you said you could go two ways with it you could feel sorry for yourself and could have could have gone absolutely the opposite way but you you know here you are now and seem to be pretty yeah every time i've talked to you you know at the club or, or anywhere else you've, you've always had a pretty good look on life outlook on life so absolutely I, I love every day i appreciate every day and you know there's a there's a saying that i live off of every day it's you know it's not what happens in life it's what you do with what happens and that's what matters you know we're all going to have everybody's got a story everybody's going through things today yesterday tomorrow bad days bad weeks I mean, we all it happens to everybody yep. but you know what are you going to do with it how are you going to how can you flip that around and make it a positive and I had a horrific crash. I, like you said, like there, there was days in the hospital where I didn't want to, didn't want to be around anymore. I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't, you know, I just wanted to right. check out. But yep. nah, it's, life is beautiful and life's too short. And no matter what happens, you know, there's a silver line and everything, and we can move on and learn from it and, and hopefully educate others and just continue awesome. to live and love. So let's see. You were at. Let's see. You said that happened in '95. Uh, yeah. So you were at University of Connecticut in what '90. 92 to 94. Let's see. That was. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who you played basketball with then. Co was Coach Calhoun the coach then? Coach Calhoun, coach. Yeah, he coach was. Calhoun, was oh man, yeah. that's a incredible, incredible man. Tell me, could yeah. you could you have a Coach Calhoun story that you can tell? <laughs> Uh, can I curse? Because every story. Oh, hundred percent. This is on the internet, yeah. Steve. Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, I'm sitting on a bench at Gamble Pavilion on University of Connecticut campus. Ten thousand people. I was playing Georgetown or something, and he's riding the official. It's a heated Big East game. He's over the official, and uh, the official, you know, third quarter or something, second half comes around. And he said, "Hey, Jim, Jim, I don't want to hear from you anymore. I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth the rest of the game." And coach says, and I'm on a bench, and I hit his perfect. And coach says to him, well, you know what? Hey, can I think? And the official's like, oh, where's this going? He's like, yeah, of course you can think. And coach is like, I think you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Beat him up twice, toss him right there. I, I, I got, I'm crying, laughing. I'm getting this game going on. He's stopping and spitting everywhere oh just incredible incredible <laughs> human being for sure great coach great oh, father figure to me for sure yeah that's that's my favorite story and i got many many more but we don't have enough time that's yeah. awesome that that is a great yeah. story i like that one uh who uh let's see you would have predated my favorite uconn husky of all time mr jesus shuttlesworth ray allen no i played with ray did you really I did, yeah. Ray's uh, Ray's a good friend of mine. Actually, Ray and I, he, I was the first one. He played one on one, and in Gamble when he when he came up was part, you know, when he enrolled. So, uh, but yeah, I played with Ray Allen for two years. Uh, Danielle Marshall, Scott Burrell, 
Donnie Marshall, Kevin Ali. So oh, five, Kevin, six. Kevin Ali's the coach there now, right? Nope, Kevin. Nope. No. Um, uh, no. Kevin Ali was the coach for a few years. Won a national championship, and he's actually with the Nets now. He's the assistant coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Okay. So, yep. So I played with probably seven or eight future NBA players, and only me on the end of the bench. I played thirty-eight point seven seconds in two years, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. You, I guarantee yeah. you, you were the student section's favorite player because <laughs> I there. Look, I had I went to the University of Wisconsin. Joel went to the University of Wisconsin, and there was always the one guy. I had it's basketball it. tickets. There was always the one guy at the end of the bench, like he would that come guy. out, and it was <laughs> and like it, I think it was Tanner Bronson the year one of the years that I was at uh at at Wisconsin, and like you know big blowout game, like coach would be like. All right, let's go. You know, and he get up, and the whole student seconds is like, yeah. Came on the back of the jersey. Still got, you know, probably shorts around backwards. Oh yeah, that's, that was. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's fine though. I mean, probably still, not even stretched out. That's a still pretty impressive uh, basketball program to be part of. So yeah, cool. And you know, once a husky, always a husky. So I definitely believe blue, and we're number one in the country right now. Oh, oh man, really? good luck with that. That'll that'll be a, a week, and then they'll get beat by somebody that they shouldn't. And that's the way college basketball is. This dude, I man, filling out a pool sheet anymore is ridiculous. No, no, no. Oh. don't even bother. It's just nope. roll the dice. I mean, yes, yeah. it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Pick colors or something. Yeah, something crazy. You yep. also, yeah, you said you're at West Point. Yeah, I was a kid out of West Point before I uh, transferred to UConn. Yeah. How long? Uh, how long were you there? Two years. Year? I was, I was there for three years. So I graduated okay. high school in '88 and went right into the military. I went to prep school for a year to West Point Prep School in Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, and then went to West Point for two years. And then my father passed away my freshman year when I was 19. Didn't really deal with it the right way. I thought I was tough and mature and man enough to, you know, at 19 mm-hmm. <laughs> to deal with the loss of my father and. That that went sideways pretty quick. I was I suffered academically. I was on academic probation. And I said, you know what? Nah, I'm just going to resign from the academy and come home and be with my family. Got it. Rolled at UConn and walked onto the team. And yeah, that's that, that part of my life. The rest is history for sure. What is uh, uh, my bro- brother's uh, uh, 2001 West Point grad? Whoa. Oh, and, and, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm a, a retired Air Force or uh, retired air guard reserves so excellent yes I've done veterans make i've done my time yeah yeah good for you do you have yeah, a good, good uh do you have a good army navy story did you ever go to army navy yeah with the three games yeah oh. yeah oh, the, the week before just hell especially when you're a plebe at west point really freshman mm-hmm. oh yeah. hell yeah jockstrap rallies in the snow <laughs> oh yeah like stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like upperclassmen making me like stand on one foot for hours and singing stupid so Yeah, and a jock strap and three feet of snow. Yeah, pretty oh dumb. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, I I've heard a lot of stories. So oh man, I'm not gonna go into those. But yeah, they're, <laughs> it it's pretty. a try, it's a trial for sure. I I never I never did any military service, but we lived out in Colorado Springs for a few years, and I was lucky enough to go to a few Air Force games. And I mean, it's just oh, that campus is amazing. Like beautiful. And then yeah, they awesome. and then 
and then they do the they do the flyover there and like i know they don't actually dip down into the stadium but man some of those pilots probably could like it's it's down in a bowl like in the in the mountains and they come over and they're just like <laughs> like oh yep it's amazing Gorgeous. i would love to go to, i would love to go to army navy someday just yeah i've time. been to i've been to a couple army fo football games uh at yeah, west point yeah yeah uh um, mikey stadium gorgeous oh yeah the whole and the whole thing is just like the whole place just goes nuts like it's a whole big 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 event it's great yeah it's um, it's just such yeah. like army navy game is definitely on my bu bu oh yeah list, i would though, love to sure. go i it's you know all those guys are you know there's very few of them that go to the nfl and you right. know, even the ones that are good enough mm -hmm. sometimes don't always get to go and then just like i don't know that's that's just what sports is about to me like playing for yeah. the academies and they can go out and i mean yeah they're gonna they may play wisconsin to get beat up but they're gonna be in the game they're gonna battle you know and all the service academies army navy air force all everybody i mean that's that's what they do they battle and uh they're, they're fun to watch and it's it's definitely another honor of mine to be a part of the, the long gray line didn't graduate but you know i still that's got okay. a buddy that did and, and and served time and served you know in the wars and all that too so you know god bless all our veterans and you know, thank all of us for doing what we did. Got it. Got it. Uh, let's talk about some, I mean, you got a great story. We can loop back to those stories, yeah. but, um, yeah. So how, how long did you get from, uh, from a a accident to turning it around and making it, uh, a story to tell pe people and be, being a more motivational speaker? Uh, how long did that take for, for, for you? It, it, to be honest, guys, it didn't take long for me. There was, I had a couple days in the hospital when I was doing my rehab where I hit rock bottom. I mm -hmm. was literally bedridden for two days. And by, by, by what I mean bedridden, I mean I could not get out of bed for two days. So everything had to, had to happen in bed. And that's, that's when I hit rock bottom. That's when I got the darkest. And that's, you know, I just didn't want to be a part of this anymore. You know, I got all these questions and I, and I allowed all these negative thoughts. And that's the key word here because we're in charge of our minds and our actions, everything. I allowed all these negative thoughts. You know, who's going to take care of me? I'm a vegetable now. I mean, I'm not going to do anything. I'm feeling sorry for myself and, you know, pissing and shit. It's like, come on, you know. But then I, you know what? I literally, they put me in a swimming pool. And it's kind of ironic. And I'm not a religious person. And if you guys are, that's beautiful. But personally, I'm not. Mm -hmm. But they put me in a swimming pool and it was like, you know, it was almost like born again. And it was like, damn, I got to, I got to change my thinking here. I got to stop being this negative person I've been for the last couple of days and, and just flip my thinking. And I'm going to, I can do this. I can get through this. I, you know, I, I've, I've done greater things in my life. This is not a big deal. And so there was, you know, it, 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 don't get me wrong. It took years of rehab. It took years of therapy uh, to get through, especially at 25, such a horrific change of life, but it didn't take me long to, I went back to work probably three or four months after I got out of the hospital. Uh, and then I, ultimately I went back, to, I got, started teaching and I, I was a middle school math teacher for 20 years. I was coaching high school basketball for 20 years and just, you know, it, it didn't take long for me. And, and I was getting requests right away, you know, especially being a UConn basketball player, you know, now there's, you know, he went out and did something stupid and almost killed himself in a car crash. Hey, let's get Steve to come to our school. So probably a year after my crash, I was getting requests from schools in Connecticut uh, to come out and speak to their student body, especially during prom time. 
And then, you know, I was trying to do it as much as possible, but it was difficult because I was teaching and coaching. And then uh, basically when curling started, I said, you know what, I'm going to flip this. I, re I retired from teaching back in 2016. And for the last eight years now, I've just been all out and doing as much as I possibly can all around the country. And whether it's, again, I do a little bit of corporate, which is nice. But, you know, put me on a stage in front of six, 700 juniors and seniors in high school. And, you know, I got them. I got them. You can hear a pin drop and I got them. And I get I get compliments all the time from administration afterwards. Like, damn, Steve, holy, like, we, we, we've never had a speaker like you come in and, and do what you do. Because I'm honest, guys. You know, I'm not going to get up there. And I'm not going to bullshit anybody. I'm honest. And, I mean, you know, we've, we've met at the club before and talked a few times. I'm not going to get up on stage and bullshit these kids. It's it's not worth my time or theirs. Yeah. You know, just tell them I to be honest with them. So yeah, they can smell that coming too. Oh, oh yeah, they yeah they 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 are very smart and very observant. They can they can smell a fake right away. So you know that's you know, as long as you're up there and you and you're and you're honest and you're open and you're caring and you you know you I definitely I got them and I love doing it. Absolutely love doing it. That's awesome. I hope. I hope you do. Now that you're in the in the Midwest, I hope you do some schools around here. Uh, you know, I, I it's it's a it's it's a big deal. It's a powerful message. You know, some of us grown ups could probably learn a thing or two from you as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. But yeah, you know what? It's yeah. hey, we'll make an impact wherever we can, right? That's for sure, what we do. for sure. Uh, let's talk about your curling journey. So you yeah. got you got stalked and started curling in Cape Cod. Uh, yep. and then you were, went back to Connecticut where, where ultimately did you start, uh, like curling in earnest more regularly? I think right away. I mean, literally yeah. that summer of 2014, uh, I got stalked and yep. that winter I was traveling, you know, I'd leave my apartment in Connecticut at, you know, four o'clock after school on Friday. I'd spend a whole weekend on Cape Cod training with Tony and a couple other curlers up there. Okay. And I'd be back in my apartment like Sunday night at one o'clock in the morning. Be back in my classroom, <laughs> you know, five and a half hours later. It just, it just, I just love the sport so much and passionate about it. So I didn't mind, you know, it's a five hour round trip drive. What the hell? Let's do it, right? Sure. <laughs> spend the weekend. And then, you know, I started curling down at Nutmeg Curling Club down in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay. And then Norfolk uh, Curling Club in the northern part of Connecticut was it actually burned down a few years ago. Uh, they rebuilt that beautiful little two-sheeter up there in Norfolk. And so I just started going up there. And all three of those places are right away just, you know, incredible. We all know the curling community is an incredible community. Caring, it's a family, it's a fraternity, a sorority. So they welcomed me with open arms and just basically just put the bellows on the on the coals for me and let me <laughs> like the fire and just let it rip and Were you live in a dream. Were you playing leagues or were you just mostly practicing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I never have never done a learn to curl. Uh, okay. Tony threw me in the leagues right away. Uh, I'm throwing th the, actually the very first time that when I got stalked uh, a couple of weeks later, they have the summer spiel up at the Cape, which is a fantastic bond spiel. That's one I want to go to. That's on my the, bucket list. The is that the Lobstein? I think the lobster, something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do, they do an incredible job up there. Um, uh, but I was I went up there and Canada was coming down with three players and it was an international spiel and the, so I threw my first stone on literally on a midnight on a Wednesday night and eight hours later I'm playing with Team Canada against Team Russia in a bond spiel like what the hell is a bond spiel Holy first crap. of all and I'm putting holes in the, all 
fucking shit too hard. And, um, so I, I got thrown in the mix right away and, and that's the way I loved it. And that's the way I am, you know, give me something and, you know, tell me I can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. Got it. For sure. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of that ba- backball train training with the touch has really, uh, really he- helped out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, again, first time on the ice, I'm putting holes in the back wall. I'm like, damn, you don't got to throw this thing too hard. So, and a lot of, a lot of stuff I've learned through basketball, a lot of stuff, you know, West Point, a lot of discipline, you know, this, this, this game that we play, this dumb sport of curl we play is you got to be disciplined and you got to, you know, breathe through the eyelids and all that and a lot of lizard shit. And, you know, there's something I wasn't used to, you know, I'm coming from the university of Connecticut, my basketball getting dunked on all the time and talking smack. And <laughs> now it's a 180 where you got to shake hands. What do you mean shake hands before we play? What? No, what is that? All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when, uh, you said you just moved here, uh, yeah. oh, I mean, so you'd been with team us, uh, you have what? 10, you said 10 champion us championships. Uh, yep. and you were, you were curling out of the East coast. You, what, um, uh, what prompted you to move here? Just the Madison curling club, the Got ice it. at the Madison curling club championship ice. Uh, I was traveling out here twice a month anyways. It got expensive airfare, rental, hotel, all that stuff. So I said, you know what? No, you know, I'm, I, I want to go where I can, you know, I was driving two hours basically to go to Norfolk. Incredible ice out there. They do a great job. John Barbagallo out there in Norfolk. Incredible ice, man. Great people. But I, I wanted to get closer to championship ice. You know, yeah. now I got I live in the forest. I got an 18-minute drive. And I just, I, it's it's a game changer where I can just hop in my van and 25 minutes I'm on the ice playing on championship ice. You guys know we have the best ice in the country, I feel. Wait, here wait, that Jeff does a yeah. great job. It is uh, yeah. out, outstanding. Yeah, um, we're we're very fortunate to have. Uh, so you, the, you this ice, you ice guys team. are playing on Mondays with your wheelchair team. Is that right? Or most of them? Yeah, yeah. We're in a league. Get myself and uh, Sean Sadowski, one of my teammates, Laura Dwyer, one of my teammates, and then Justin Marshall, who was I uh, competed in Pyeongchang with, former Paralympian. So okay. us four are playing in the league on Mondays. Yeah, and we're uh, we're holding our own. You know, we, we, we love playing against sweepers. We love playing against able bodies. The the level of competition as far as wheelchair curling in the country is not to the point yet where we can pick and choose our teams like uh-huh. the able bodies can. So, I mean, when I started 11 years ago, there was maybe a dozen of us in the country. And now there's probably over 100. So really? we're wow. getting. Holy cow. Yeah. I would yeah. not have guessed that. Right, we're yeah, we're we're blowing it up. I mean, we're we're all out stalking people. That's what we do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we see anybody in a wheelchair. I'm going up like a stranger. Like, hey, what are you doing? How, yeah, Mr. Bow, you want to curl? What the hell's curling? All right, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're talking to people, but you know, being a veteran, we do some clinics through the VA. Uh, you know, Chicago's got is like a nice hub of maybe a dozen curlers now. Obviously, Cape has got six or seven. Charlotte's got a hub. We're out here, so yeah, we're, we're getting there. So. Uh, but we love playing against able bodies, you know, and when able bodies come to hey, do, do you do you not want us to sweep? Like, no, we want you to sweep. You know, we want we want your A game. We don't want to be, you know, don't look yeah. down, don't look down, don't 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 have pity on us. Give us your A game because when we beat you, that's gonna make us feel that much better. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Are I mean, you guys playing two o'clock on Yeah, I think they're playing Mondays? Play, yeah, yeah, yeah we I play, play two. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because I play one of the late late shifts and I 
Like I have not seen seen you guys down no, there. No, I think I knew I saw the, I saw them sign up. Uh did so did I know Justin was curling here. Did you talk yeah. Sean into moving here as well? And Laura? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We were talking Sean's from Portage originally. Oh, okay. All right. So, All right. He's not too far. Not he too far. Up, yeah, thirty minutes down the road maybe. Um but I yeah, I packed my dog up and drove across the country to get here to you know, to be on Jeff's ice. And again, we had great ice in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. uh, this is championship ice and, you know, incredible community of Olympic, Paralympic, and very, very, very good curlers. The competition is incredible. So, yeah, that's, I'm blessed to be here. Yeah, uh, yeah and you guys get that uh, two o'clock clock shift. So that's the fresh scrape. Oh, dude, that, that fresh, man, fresh I, wish I, I wish I could curl when on a fresh scrape. Like, I always get the dregs curling on like, three pebbles or two pebbles like it's still good but it's still good I mean, but yeah we right? still got that that's thursday night a, yeah it's been three pe pebbles on it yeah i mean some dude oh, that's well. half drunk just like pebbling one side like, <laughs> God damn it. there's there's some uh artistic pebbling i've i've seen out of some of our membership jeff yeah. is uh yeah. jeff is mentioned. jeff is fantastic he takes care of us uh, we are blessed the Madison Curling Club to have, you know, somebody like Jeff out there and others too. I mean, there's a couple of people that he's training and all that to do the ice. So yeah, hundred percent. And we got Sean. Sean. Yeah. Olson yep. that come, comes by. Yeah, I mean, Sean. Yep. Sean is a member here. He helps out Jeff pretty regularly. It sounds like they bounce stuff off of each other. Sean, for those who don't know, is the U.S. head U.S.A. curling ice technician. I believe is his head tech. Yep. official title i so, don't know something like yeah. that i don't know what a, head bro. grumpy ice head. maker <laughs> those guys they're a different breed man they are a different breed wow. <laughs> got that really I, had, I love them i had a conversation with with uh with jeffy during the double down he had heard he had caught wind that uh, Craig and I were calling them uh, grumpy. He's like, we're not grumpy. I'm like, you're grumpy right now. Grumpy right He's now. like, well, it's because we have to deal with you clowns. I'm like, well. <laughs> you're grumpy. <laughs> you're grumpy. That's all I'm saying. You're grumpy. But we love our ice yeah. makers. All of them. So. Uh, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> you you started curling and it sounds like you got, uh, you know, into it pretty quickly. When uh, did you... When ultimately did you become part of Team USA and how, I mean, I guess, how did that, how did that make you feel? Like, what, what was, what did that mean to you when? That, uh, was, that was right away, uh, again, the summer of 2014, when, when the team came back from, uh, that year was Sochi. So when they, you know, they, they came back from the Paralympics, I basically mm -hmm. jumped on with them right away, started training with them and was named to the team. Uh, just a couple months later. So I picked up the sport in the summer, and then that fall of 2014, I was named to my first Team USA. Never forget it. Wausau Curling Club was the trials. I I mean, I got I to hold back the tears now. I mean, it's just an incredible honor to, to be named to the team. Uh, the first time I got my uniforms uh, in a box in Connecticut, delivered, I opened it up, and, you know, there are the jerseys with, my last name M to the American flag and USA on it. And I just had to take, you know, a couple, couple minutes to soak it in. And there was a lot of tears of joy and a lot of, you know, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of, 
a lot of time away, a lot of financial sacrifices, a lot, a lot of stuff goes into this that, you know, maybe the average person listening or the average curler doesn't realize how much time that we put in to be on this, this level. Uh, you know, Sean and I and, 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 you know, Laura and Matt, everybody else on the team at their own respective clubs. But you come down to, to the curling club, we're down there six days a week usually and putting in a couple of hours and just keeping our craft there. But making that team and still to this day, I've, I've been on a team now for 11 years and just got named again just a few weeks ago. It never gets old to be able to travel the world and represent the greatest country in the world on the grandest of stages is something that I don't take lightly and I'm very, very, very proud of. Absolutely. Nice. Let's, uh, and your next event is, uh, well, the next world event is going to be Korea. Yeah, the net. So, yeah, our, we got a world trip coming up, and uh, yep, Pyeongchang, South Korea, back where we, my first Paralympics in 2018. That's coming up in the beginning of March. We actually leave in about 40 days to head out there and uh, take care of business. So that's the next big dog. We got a couple of training camps here and there. We got one coming up in Madison in the middle of February. And then after, I think two weeks after that, we head out to South Korea. Awesome. Who, who are the coaches on that team? I think I know, but I'm not 100. Yep. Right. Our head coach. Yeah, our head coach is Pete Annis from okay. Minnesota, and then uh, Jess Schultz, former Olympian. All right, not a former Olympian. You're not a former Olympian or Paralympian. You're always one. So uh, Jess Schultz, who played with uh, Deb McCormick and uh, I believe Ann Swiss, I'm and all of them, and I think yep. two games she got in. Uh, so those are our coaches, and then Mark DiPerno is our team leader. He's out of Utica, New York, up okay. there in the East Coast, does all the logistical stuff. So, so those are our two main coaches. So you got it's. Uh, I was reading on uh, on the USCA site, and the team Team USA is is a team of eight. Is that, it is, is that right? yeah. And you're taking yep. five five to Korea. Yep. So how, yeah, we typically how does that work? We, well, yeah, we go down from like, the, you know, the pre-trial process where anybody in the country basically can apply to get into the pre-trials and then they have the pre-trials. They do a bunch of skill shots, interviews, they watch them there. Then they'll take four five, six from the pre-trials and go out to the U.S. team trials where we're at. And then from there, they take the top eight. So the top eight is usually what you will see whenever we're around. For example, anybody comes down to the club when we have a training camp, I think it's the 15, 16, 17th of February, we'll be down there from 10 to 3. There'll be all eight of us are there. That means that there are three alternates. Dave, Dan, and Pam this year are the alternates. The five of us, myself, Sean from Madison, uh, Matt Toombs from Wausau, Oyuna and Ranchamangas from Minnesota, and then Laura Dwyer is down in Kettle Moraine. We're the ones that are going to the World Championship, but something would happen if we're not performing well in the next month, we could still get pulled. If we get hurt or injured, something comes up, we can get pulled. So those three alternates, uh, they travel to the training camps. They're put in as much as we are, uh, if not more, to make sure they're ready to go. At, you know, if the, if the call comes through. Got it. Um, I had a question. I forgot it. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so we're going out. I'm doing some street streaming out U.S. Nat Nationals in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Oh. Um, oh yeah. And there's. Is there a camp before that or a training be before that there? We have a, We have an exhibition with Team Canada. We're going to be the, uh, with Team Canada. Actually, next week we'll be in Minnesota for a couple of days up in Chaska. Another great facility. Great people up there. So I think we got two days of training camp with Team Canada there. And then all of us, both teams, fly out to New Jersey. 
to have a, I think it's just a one-day exhibition, uh, four-person teams, mixed doubles, uh, maybe some skill shots. It's, it's like a it's like a Can-Am border, battle of the border. You I like it. Canada yeah. In wheelchair curling. So, uh, you know, just like everybody else in the U.S., Canada is our major, <laughs> major opponent and, and nemesis. So uh, we're going to try to fuel that a little bit, and then uh, that'll – lead us right into the world so we'll be out there for at least one day i think saturday all day we'll be on the ice out there where you'll be so yeah looking forward to seeing you out there yeah joel gets to push yeah. buttons i, get I, to push I buttons. have I, to work i'll be work. sitting in a cave somewhere like with just a couple <laughs> la laptops in front from front of me probably covered up in a blank blanket because i'll be cold sitting there for, for yeah. four games it. a day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a good week, though. It's going to be, you know, to, to be on the same ice with the able bodies, the best teams in the country, it's it's just another blessing that, you know, I'm fortunate that I can participate in. That's cool. What, yeah. uh, what, what's been the most challenging thing for you since picking up curling? Like, what, what's one thing where you're just like, God, I cannot, like, not that you can't wrap your head around it, but you're just like, why? Do you, do you have anything that you're just like, oh. Um. Yeah, like, why the hell does the ice change so damn quick? <laughs> like, it does. Like, like, like you just throw one stone, and I mean, how how I just threw this two minutes ago, and now I'm throwing it again. It's completely different. And I'm a physics guy. I'm a math teacher. Like, I love all that crap. But it's like, yeah. you know, like, damn, I just threw this stone two minutes ago, and now it's you tell me it's a different time and getting me more of a room. It's just, <laughs> you know. Wrapping my head around that, learning the ice, and I still to this day, I mean, 11 years in, I'm the elder statesman on the team. Learning the damn ice, that sucks. You know, it's, I mean, we know that. The Got team it. that learns yeah. the ice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, but, but it's still, it's so damn frustrating. Like, just the changing of the ice. Fortunately, we, we don't get to play a lot of bond steals at local clubs because we're always training or traveling somewhere. So the mm -hmm. majority of the time, it is on championship ice all the time. So the changes and the undulations and maybe there's a run on the right side and the left side has got some moguls on it. We don't, we don't get much of that. So I guess I'm just blessed with that. So Got it. Oh, you got to go find it. You got to go find some fun spiels. You got to go find it learn how, to, learn, how to, learn how to play on some janky ice. Yeah, learn, uh, go find it <laughs> go, in arena club there. Go that, play in Mapleton. Guy. Oh, that's what that's what you should right do. You play in Mapleton. That's a that's a experience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played I played an arena out east one time, probably eight years ago, in a in a charity event. And literally, there was my stone got airborne at the first hard line. There was a mobile <laughs> from the water coming in, and I and oh no, it literally got airborne. I said, "No, I'm done. I'll I'll never do that again." Charity, I'd love to do anything for charity, but no, no. No, no arena ice for me. Nice. Yeah. yeah Char charity. We like char Joel oh, and I are we, charity spiel champions. We are char charity spiel we, we experts. Like, we like our charity spiels. Yeah. I, like uh, yeah. I wish I was better yeah. at curling so I could get paid to go to charity spiels. Unfortunately, yeah. I have to pay to go to charity spiels. Uh, right. And then I just, I just. We're the charity pool. case at the spiels. Yeah. Like, showing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are charity spiel champ champ champions over here. But, uh, when, you know, when I was grow, growing up curling, uh, actually, when I was grow, growing up, I didn't curl because I wasn't big, big enough to get the rock all the way down the ice. Um, oh, okay. It was arena ice, and uh, 
one guy was an en en engineer. So he brought out his surveying equipment on the ice. And the two back the two back lines were even. Uh but one hog one hog line was up three inches. Oh my god. So you put so, three inches? So one way you're playing a long uphill and a quick down downhill, and then the other way you're playing a long down downhill. <laughs> so <laughs> And the rocks, <laughs> and the rocks were kept um, maybe about a foot or so off the ice, so they weren't exactly uh, the same temperature as the ice <laughs> all the time. So if a rock was sitting somewhere uh, all end, like you could throw at it and actually like glance off of it, and the rock wouldn't move. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's a, yeah, no, good at that. Nope. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we love arena curling and and bad bad ice and reading, trying to read trying to read goofy yeah. ice. Like, uh, yeah, I love we've, it. yeah, it's we've, fun. we've yeah, I've I've played on a couple arenas and they're interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We do it for the community. We do it for the good times, hanging out, right. Right? seeing old friends for sure. Yeah, that's that's one of the great things about this sport. Hundred yep. percent. All right, we got some questions, so we ask all of our, our people that we have on. Uh, so we kind of figured out how you start. We, we kind of covered how you uh, started curling, so that, we don't really need to go over that one again. Um, other than your home club, and you can decide what, what that may be, maybe of the couple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's, where is your favorite place to play other than your home club? Uh, that's an easy one for me. That's, that'd be in Scotland, anywhere in Scotland. Uh, my, my first international trip was to Brayhead, Scotland, and I'm, I'm in the house and I'm holding the broom and I got tears rolling down my cheeks and the other <laughs> skip looks at me like, excuse are you all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm like six, five and I'm a, you know, two forty, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting there in the house crying like a little baby. And I'm like, yeah, just give me a minute. I'll be all right. But any, anytime. Any opportunity to go to to Scotland, anytime, any opportunity to travel anywhere and represent the U.S. is incredible. But you know, Scotland, the birthplace of our wonderful sport, and get out there, and you know, any anywhere in Scotland, a little, and this this one place was happened to be in a mall, so that was pretty crazy. You go shopping and you go curl in a little eight sheeter. So uh, yeah, Scotland, they put up clubs anywhere. So, but yeah, nice. anywhere. Did you say an eight sheeter in the mall. In the mall, there was an eight-sheet club in a mall, yes. <laughs> I think it was Ray Heads. That's yeah. awesome. That's Man. Right? That's I, ridiculous. That is, yeah. that is amazing. Well, uh, yeah. one more question. So you're going you're going back to Korea. Um, what uh, what kind of food are you looking like to eat, eat over there? Oh, I you know what? We, I think 18, we were there for the games in 2007, about six years ago now. I, I don't know. I don't remember. The the, the Korean barbecue. Easy. Yeah. Yes, I do. The Korean barbecue. Where they just put the hibachi right there, whatever they call it, right in front of you. And then you bring your plates of food and you're grilling it up and you get the beers to flow. Oh, yeah. The Korean barbecue <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I spent, uh, I was uh, uh, deployed there for three three months uh, back, actually, just before the Olympics out there. And uh, I was a member. I love the. Uh, Beef bulgogi. Oh yeah, that's good. Yep, I like that one. Oh, I missed that one. That was really good. 
I've never been to Korea, so I have no stories about food. Yeah. But I didn't eat dinner, so I'm kind of hungry now. Okay. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> hey, no and problem. Steve. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> no right, problem. Uh, next question. Uh, what's your favorite bon- Bonspiel? It would have to be the summer spiel at the Cape. Uh, and Because that, that means a lot to me. Uh, it, it, it's the wheelchair bond spiel is in, in memory of Tony Colaccio, the one that stalked me. Uh, again, we lost him a few years ago to a quick, awful, ugly bout of cancer. Uh, just an incredible human being. So any chance I get to go back to the Cape and, and just either practice or specifically play in that bond spiel means the world to me because he was an incredible human being. And I'm here today because he gave me an opportunity. And that's that's all that's all he did. You know, he, he stalked me and, and and gave me an opportunity to participate and do something, be a part of something bigger than myself. And I'm where I am today because of Tony. So uh, that's an easy one for me to go back to the Cape and play in the summer spiel. Nice. I didn't realize that they had a wheelchair-specific spiel. That's awesome. Yeah, they, we, they did for many years. And then it mm-hmm. just, I think recently... We might have, I think this last year might have been the last summer wheel spiel, we call it. Uh, but I think they're going to have one in a different part, maybe in the winter. Because it's it's expensive at the Cape. You know, when we're, we're talking, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, the hotels. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. That's, a, that's a price tag. So I think they're going to move it to, towards more like winter time. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, setting money or championships aside. What is the best or weirdest thing that you have won? A bottle of mustard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's pretty good. Right? And I did it because I threw a triple. I threw a triple takeout. And there was a bottle of mustard. And this was from an old gentleman. Popcorn, his name is. He's from Texas. (laughs) He's an old vet, a wheelchair curler, and he would just yell, mustard, anytime somebody was throwing takeouts. And if you hit a triple takeout, he gave you a bottle of mustard. Like, a, I don't know what brand it was. But it was I mean, what the hell? All right. So I hit a triple. I don't think I meant to do it, but I hit a triple, and he yells out, mustard, and he handed me a bottle of mustard. I got to take it home. I think I'm going to yell mustard anytime, <laughs> next time I make a triple, which will probably not be anytime soon. But <laughs> That's mustard. awesome. I love that. Mustard. Popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn giving me the mustard. <laughs> That's crazy. Dumb. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, what's a skill or talent outside of curling that you have that you'd like, like the world to know about? I was, uh, if uh, any Michael Jordan fans out there, if you guys have seen The Last Dance, the documentary on the Bulls, yeah. uh, I made a cameo in it. I was in it. I was in episode seven, uh, near the end of it, about 50 minutes in. Uh, I made a cameo. My name was up there because I was on a screen. I was actually going to be interviewed for it, but they moved up production because of COVID. Uh, so, but yeah, I made a cameo in The Last Dance, hanging out with Michael Jordan in the locker room and like I said, my name was on the screen, and I got an email from Google the next day saying, that, hey, you were Googled last night over 10,000 times. Who are you, and why did this happen? <laughs> Whoa. So, well, yeah. you have to tell that story now. Yeah, I've watched it. I don't – Let's unpack this. I don't uh, rem- – yeah, we got to unpack this a little bit. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. Episode so, 7. Uh, okay. Um, 
about, like you said, about 56 minutes in, but who's counting, all right? Okay, yeah, uh, yeah approximately. Uh, I was, I, I got, I was fortunate. It was back in 1997. Uh, myself and a couple of my buddies went out to Chicago. A former teammate of mine, Scott Burrell at UConn, was playing for the Bulls. Oh, yeah. And he hooked us up. Yeah, he hooked us up with tickets, and we had four tickets for the game and two locker room passes, and I went down, and Dennis Rodman got thrown out that game by a female official. And <laughs> I'm going out to the locker room, and he's getting interviewed by TV cameras, and he is just laying into this official like, I mean, I couldn't believe the language coming out of his mouth. He's got the purple, <laughs> he's got the purple hat on and the lime green shirt and the, I mean, just, oh, going nuts. Going to the locker room, hanging out in the locker room with Ron Harper and Scotty Pippen and just, you know, hanging out, had a beer with them and just chilling. And next thing you know, Michael Jordan walks in and walks right up to me. He's like, how you doing, partner? I'm Mike. And I'm like, you know, no shit, really? Like, <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah. You know, Mike, so, Mike uh, what? Mike who? <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike. Is that Mike or Michael? What? So, uh, but no, he, he sat down. And uh, what's incredible about that night, and I've met a lot of, I've been fortunate. I met a lot of NBA players from my buddies at UConn. Sure. But this was a Saturday night at like 11 o'clock. This was after a game. He could have very easily went home to his wife and kids, but he did. He hung out with me and my buddy, Jerry, in the locker room for half an hour. Again, had a beer. We talked about kids, basketball, cars, sports. He signed some shoes for me, signed some other stuff. We got a picture with him. Just a, you know, an incredible, incredible human being. And what, he, what he taught me that night was no matter how great you are at something, you always got to make time for other people, no matter what you're doing or who you are or what it is. And this is, this, this is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, this is Michael Jordan. He's almost yeah. as big as Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, easy. <laughs> yeah. He's got more money though. Put MJ and Taylor Swift in the same sentence. <laughs> just ruined my story. He's a... <laughs> Well, he didn't that's say that. that he was the Taylor Swift of basketball. So yeah, that's... no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm gonna have to go back and Whoa, I watched yeah. that whole thing. I'm gonna have, I'm to, gonna go have to go back and watch. I have to go back, go back, go back and watch the whole thing. Again. That's awesome. I did. I yeah. did really yep. enjoy the last dance. That yeah, like that was awesome. For that to come out during COVID was amazing. Like I needed sports so bad. Oh, I had it on my calendar. I mean, I I had a DVR. I had it on my calendar. Looking forward to it every Sunday night. Whatever. It was. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was an incredible documentary. Yes, it was sure. so good. I mean, I, I was a kid, you know, like when it. I was a kid when when, you know, he was on top of the basketball world, and it just. I mean, yep. If you're a kid and you didn't like Michael Jordan, something there was something wrong with you. Like, every, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah. amazing. That's why I got this. I was four. You know, this is a kid. Like, yeah. I this since I was a kid. So. There you go. Boom. Can't get rid of that. Nope. Take that, wife. This is coming with me in the marriage. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. That's why it's downstairs in the basement. <laughs> Nobody did it. Yeah. No, I was fortunate to sit courtside and listen to him. I think he, they pulled the, they played the Magic, and he, I think he had like 20 in the first quarter against the Magic. He was just talking so much smack. It was just awesome to watch. And, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool to be a part of. So that's that's one of my that's my one of my claim to fame nice. in the last game. I love that. Yeah. I love it. That's great. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, what helped you helped helped you along the way to be a better curler? Oh, damn! No, that's all kinds of the people. My coach Tony. Tony was a huge influence on me. Tony taught me right away 
you know, there was there was times I'd come off the ice at the Cape after missing a shot or losing a game or whatnot, and I was pissed off at the world. I just wanted to throw my stick and punch a hole in the wall. And every time I come off the ice, he's there. He's got his arms wide open for a hug. You know, give me a hug. Hey, Steve, I love you. You know what? Hey, that's curling. That's curling. And I hate that damn saying. That's curling. I hate that. I, yeah. <laughs> I hate. No, that's not curling. It's supposed to make the damn shot. But um, he was a huge influence on me. Just to, to, again, reel me back in and calm me down and make me realize it's just a game and there's greater important things in the world. You know, there's homeless people living out, you know, in the shelters right now in our neighborhoods. There's people that are sick, you know, and we get an opportunity to play a game. Uh, so he was an influence, huge influence on me. My coaches along the way and my teammates. Uh, the support, the community of this incredible sport, people wanting to help out, uh, whether it's fundraisers or just time on the ice or just hanging out. Just, you know, everybody along the way has been a, has been a part of my journey. And I, I can't thank my you know, my communities back home, I came from a real small town, 7,000 people. They were behind me 100% all the way, all the games and all the and all the worlds and all the Paralympics. So I think, you know, the, the people definitely made this, is, is making this an incredible ride for me. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, this is a fun one. Oh, all no. Right. You're going to a bond spiel and you get to take your ideal team. Uh, we've allowed people to take five. I mean, you know, the wheelchair Olympic team has eight. I will allow mm -hmm. you to take eight if you really mm -hmm. want to. I don't sure. care. There aren't any rules with this question. Uh, so you can take whoever you want. Curlers, famous people, alive, dead, doesn't matter. So who do you want to take? And then where would you like to go to curl? Oh, man. All right, I got to start off with Michael Jordan. I got to start with MJ. He's okay. the ultimate competitor. I love it. I, I'm, I'm actually a good friend of mine from high school is a good friend of his. So we, I like kind of talk smack to MJ through my buddy, Steve. His name is Steve also. And I don't know why I do that because I'm kind of poking <laughs> a bear, but I'm trying to get MJ on the ice somewhere. And uh, my buddy Steve's like, oh, MJ says, he'll kick your ass. And I'm like, oh, I'll bring it. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm kind of poking a bear there. So yeah. definitely yeah. start off with MJ. Uh, Larry Bird. I think they oh, for some reason. Oh, those, the hick from French Lick. Let's go. Those, those two would be a gem to hang out with together. Right? Um, That'd be nuts. I think that, I, if, because, because there's a lot of social beverage consumption in this sport, somebody like a Charles Barkley, I think, because I know oh, he man. likes to, you know, he likes to throw a few down. I, You're going I, I real, him real basketball heavy. Yeah. I like this. I like this. Right? Yeah. It's a dream, dream of mine. Um, Shit, after that, I don't know. Uh, that's that's yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't even know after that. That's, so that's you're a gonna tough question. you're gonna skip, right? Like you're skipping, and then I, I would have to fight MJ for it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that son of a bitch is gonna want his hand and everything. That's that's probably you know true. Saying? That's probably true. He's gonna want a last shot, so maybe you'd yeah. have to play. Yeah. Maybe you could skip and throw third rocks. Well, that's then... pro probably because MJ is going to have a lot of m money riding on that last yeah. shot, so he wants to throw it. Barkley's going to throw lead because he's going to be hungover all the time. Yeah, I don't that's, know. Yeah. that's true. That's why oh. I play lead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, a great, very, that's, yeah. that's a good team. Yeah. Third throwing second. Yeah, here we where, go. That's where would you team. go? Where would you go? Just find a fun spin uh, somewhere, uh, or would you maybe take them to Scotland? Uh, and then you could play golf. Jump, 
he'd probably jump on Jordan's plane somewhere and fly off to like, I don't know, Monte Carlo or someplace. Maybe Whoa. Vegas. No, we're going to Vegas. Vegas? Vegas. There you go. Yeah. They're going to have some dedicated ice soon. Mm -hmm. That would be yep. that'd be pretty dope. Uh, when you get we're that team together, let me know. I would like to be at that spiel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll yeah, um, I can carry the brooms or yeah. or fix yeah. fix drinks. I make a mean bratwurst. Yeah. So yeah, Jill Jill does. Jill could bring some bacon along, and it would be great. So you guys are in. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, Excellent. Go a few stones. Go a few dice. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Perfect. Um, I don't have enough money to gang gamble with those guys though i'm gonna have uh, to no borrow. i do not I'm either gonna... but i will watch them gamble and and, and i'll just be like yeah I'm, I'm with those guys yep yeah and they'll be like no you're not i'm like no it's cool <laughs> no yeah you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's great all right uh last one uh if you had a i'm assuming you're you're familiar with the the tradition of a walk-up song in baseball oh yeah okay if you had a walk-up song for curling what would your walk-up song be? Pre pre-game, it'd have to be something mellow because I'm into the I'm into meditation, I'm into uh, mindfulness, breathing, you know, all this okay. stuff. So pre-game got to be something mellow to keep the heart rate down. After that, it's something along Breaking Benjamin. It's something fire me up, and I don't care if I got to throw a guard or a hit or feel whatever. Uh, Breaking Benjamin, Shine Down, God's Mad, those those three. That's my playlist when I'm practicing. That's my playlist when I'm working out. Gets me amped up. Gets me on the right level. So any 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 one of those probably die. You know, yeah, any one of those from any song from one of those three would be my my walk up music, and I'd be amped and ready to go for it. Nice, cool, very yeah. good, awesome. Uh, do you have any sponsors you want to mention? I guess that's really the last question. Yep. That's the last question. You're, you're you're a big time curler. Do you have you got to have some sponsors? Well, we 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 do. I, I mean, I just I appreciate everything that the USOPC is doing for myself and our team. I appreciate USA Curling. They're going above and beyond. Uh, we've they've come a long way in our regards. You know, just maybe five years ago, we weren't even on the same page as able bodies, uh, and we get it. You know, our, we don't have sweepers, so our game is not as you know, exciting to watch because we let the stone go and where it goes, it goes. And it's it's actually more difficult on us. But in the last couple of years, there's been a huge shift in, you know, the responsibilities, the expectations put on us. We're, we're expected to win medals. And if we don't, hey, you know what? We're going to hear about it. Ultimately, we can get our program cut. I mean, that's that's just, that's business. And that's the way it should be. So uh, USA Curling, USOPC, for me personally, the VA does a great job with me, for me helping me out, um, uh, operation rebound out at the challenge athletes foundation or I think they're out West does you know, they help me out big time, uh, true sport. I do a lot of stuff with uh, true sport, which is a subsidiary of USADA. So I do a lot of speaking, a lot of education through true sport. They do a great job. Aurora was one of our team sponsors. They've helped out in the past. So we've got a couple others, but you know, when it comes down to it, we, you know, the main reason I moved out here was financial. And that's, that's, you know, I just want to mention that that's, that's one of the big things that we have to overcome all the time. We're actually having a fundraiser at Madison Curling Club on February 17th. Uh, everybody will know about it once, uh, once we get the official small details done. But again, we have a training camp that Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 10 to 3. Anybody come down and watch us, you know, play against some local teams or each other. 
but then we have it. Uh, we have a fundraiser from five to eight on that Saturday night. Pasta dinner, raffles, door prize, all that stuff, and all the money is going to help you know go towards the eight. This offset travel, training expenses, and then you know hopefully get a jump on our budget for next year because right now we're ranked eighth in the world, and the seven teams above us are all professionals, and they're funded by their government. Say, wow. You know, go out there and curl. Don't worry about working. You know, I mean, China, hundred thousand dollars. Don't worry about working. Just go curl and win us medals. Dang, and we're not, crap. right? Yeah, we, we we're nowhere near that. Uh, Matt Toombs is an accountant. Oyuna works at a college. Pam Wilson's a doctor. You know, we, I'm a public speaker. We got we got to work for a yeah. living. Again, USA Curling does a great job in supporting us, but to get us above and beyond and. For us being in that position and not being funded like the other teams are, and we're always, you know, in podium contention. We have yet to get the podium. We're going to get that in a couple of weeks here in Pyeongchang. Do it. But for us to be there, you know, for us to be there, we, we need a little bit extra, you know, to get us over the edge. So that's 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 huge for us. Got so. it. Got it. You said uh, you said early on that you have a book. What's your book? What's your name of the book? Where can people find that? Yeah, yeah my gonna... book's out on It's titled You Decide. It's a six-step action plan to becoming a hero of your own life. It's part, first half of my memoirs, my life, everything I've been through, some of it I shared today. Uh, I go into more depth in my book. I, I'm very open, I'm very honest uh, when I when I wrote it, and, I, I, and I, I'm glad I was. The second half is just basically some things that I've done in my life. I came up with a little action plan when I was in those dark days in the a, in a, in a hospital room to overcome anything, to get through decisions in life, to, to you know, to, to change your thinking. So... That's available on Amazon. You go on there. It's again. It's titled "You Decide." Be the hero of your own life. Decide is an acronym. So uh, you know when I speak to schools, when I speak to corporations, whatever it might be, I, I empower my audience to, you know, you don't need to look outside yourself. You know, everything that we're going through in life, everything that is, you know, we're going to be successful because of what we do. We're going to fail because of what we do. But you, everybody's the hero of their own life. You know, we don't need to. Growing up, Larry Bird was my hero. You know, everything was Larry Bird when I was a kid. But you know what? When I was 25 years old and I woke up from my crash and I was told I was never going to walk again, Larry Bird ain't going to help me through that. Right. <laughs> you know, the the nurses, the therapists, all these people that did, you know, their passions, their love to help me out. No, ultimately it had to be me inside of me. And I had to get out of my life. And we all got that. We all got that inside of us. You two do, your listeners do, everybody. We all got it. So... You know, I, my goal is every time I speak through my book, whatever it might be, is to empower everybody that listens. You know, hey, be the hero of your own life. You will. That you can. You will get through this, and you will do it. Nice. That's great. That is a great way to end this interview. Steve, thank you so much for being on. Uh, good luck to you and the rest of the team in Pyeongchang. We'll be cheering for you. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you around the club uh, yep. as, the, as the season rolls on. And, uh, for sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. That was great. Awesome. Thank, th awesome. Thanks, Steve. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate your time. You bet. Good curling, bud. Yeah, you too. All right, everybody. That's it for Season 4, Episode 7. We're in the books. Uh, big thanks to Steve M for coming on. That was a super fun interview. Super interesting guy. Go check out his book. Uh, or just go check him out in general. Uh, let's see. What else? Big thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Modus Financial. Visit them at moduscc.com. Endgame Curling. Check them out at endgamecurling.com. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can do that. 
uh, email the show at curlingnation at curlingnetwork.com. Interact with us on social media. Uh, we're on the face space. We're on the Twitters or the X or whatever they call it. I don't know. I don't really care. Well, I do care because I'm out there some. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you want to see somebody on the show, let us know. We'll see what we can do. We're trying. Uh, that's it, I think. Yeah. Check us out. Mike. Joel. Good curling, everybody. Not Craig. Out. Not Craig. <laughs>